Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what we want. I'm your host, Kayleen Seuss. My intention is to offer deep breaths, high vibes, and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. Let's get to it. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Celebrate Cultivate podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you again today. Before we dive into the episode, I just want to check in with you and see how your magical May is going. Are you feeling the magic yet? What are the things that you're loving? What are the things you're doing? What are the things that you want to be doing that you haven't done yet? I would love to hear from you on Instagram. I'm at Celebrate Cultivate. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Magical May is a free virtual retreat that I'm hosting this month. We're just about halfway through, but it's designed so that you can join in at any time and you can do what feels inspiring and good to you and leave the rest. The purpose of the retreat is to help you celebrate magic in everyday life and cultivate more of what you want. There's a few different ways to participate. I'm sharing free daily prompts on Instagram at Celebrate Cultivate. There's also weekly newsletters with playlists and ideas for magic, resources, and links, and those go out on Saturdays. You can subscribe to the newsletter by visiting CelebrateCultivate.com, or if you want to just DM me on Instagram with your email address, I'll add you to the list. There's also a retreat guidebook available for $22, and it is a PDF download with all the prompts, playlists, plus a calendar and spaces for reflection. And I also include a few other resources like books that are really inspiring to me, YouTube videos that are a good way to tap into magic. And it's all bundled together in just a really beautiful PDF that you can use on your phone or on your computer or print it out old school and work through it. Um, at your leisure when it works for you. I know that some of you have been dipping out of the prompts um, and writing in your journals or sharing on Instagram stories and all of that is perfect. There is not a prescribed way to do this retreat. It's totally up to you in a way that feels good and inspiring. I also have a few connection calls available where you can talk with me for 45 minutes and we'll go through what are the things that you would like to do more of in your life, what are the things that are blocking you from magic, and just work through some of that together. And then at the end of the call, I'll provide you with three mantras based on our conversation and what you're seeking. And those are available at CelebrateCultivate.com for $111. Okay, so last week's episode, I talked about holding on to the things that feel good, and it was nice to connect with some of you who listened to the episode and hear that you really appreciated the examples that I gave, and so today I'm going to do a little bit of the same, but on a different topic, letting go. And before we get into it, I do have to admit that I am a bit of a perfectionist in Some ways that are just ingrained within me. I'm an Aries and an Enneagram 8. I like things to be just so. And 
a lot of that brings me an extreme level of joy. I mean, it's not that my perfectionism always gets in the way because sometimes it really does. Like it's what I like. Um, but holding myself to a high standard can also be detrimental. (laughs) It can make me feel overwhelmed and it can kind of lead me to doing things, maybe too many things at once. And so it's a balance and letting go is a big topic. It's a lifelong practice. It's a literal loosening of the grip that you hold on life, but then it's also way more metaphorical. Um, letting go means leaving room for magic and serendipity and flow and leaving space to be surprised and delighted by life. Letting go is something I try to do in big and small ways. Here are a few ways I practice letting go. In my actual body, I try to let go when I think about it. So a good example is exhaling. I've talked about that before. Just the power in a big deep breath in and a good solid exhale can just be what I need to shift my energy and to remind myself that whatever I'm holding on to isn't necessary. Another example of letting go in my body is yawning and that is something that isn't always you don't always yawn when you're tired it can also be just an energetic attention that like you need to change something or at least that's something that I have noticed in my life so if I catch myself yawning it's a good reminder that maybe I need to change what I'm doing move positions let go of whatever is um nagging at me and another obvious release is crying so letting go in my body I'm not like a big crier it's not something that I do very often but obviously in times of stress or exhaustion I tend to cry a little bit more but it can be such a powerful physical release and I've started to think about crying a little bit differently than I used to um Whereas I used to think that it was like a sign of weakness or that I couldn't handle my emotions or I wasn't doing a good enough job managing. Now I think of it as energy that needs to flow through. And I think there's some actual science to back that up that there's like endorphins or whatever released when you cry. I'm not a scientist, (laughs) but I know that there is power and energy in crying and letting, letting that go. And I know you, I mean, we all know when you've had a good cry, it can just feel so much better. I will say that I, that might be one of the reasons why I love the show Grey's Anatomy so much is because I honestly cannot get through an episode without crying. So something that Shonda Rhimes does so well is just like speak to my soul and she's the creator of Grey's Anatomy. And so, yeah, crying is just a good way to kind of let, let that energy move and let it go. Other Things that are available to me in my body that can help me practice letting go are loosening the grip of my hands, dropping my shoulders. When you find that your shoulders are like all the way up in your ears, like letting that release, um, releasing a clenched 
jaw, all of those physical grips that we hold on to throughout our days that we don't even notice. We're so unconscious of it. And that's fine. Like our body is trying to take on some of that mental stress and like support us in the way best ways possible. And we can appreciate that in our bodies. But then also when we are aware of it, we can bring some of that attention back to it and let, let that stuff go. Another way I practice letting go is with the small stuff. And again, like I said in last week's episode, I'm not the pro expert at these things. These are practices that I'm working on. I need this as much as anybody else. But with letting go of the small stuff, I mean, it's super cliche, but it's so true. So in relationships with partners, children, work, I try my best to ask myself if I'll care about something in two hours, in a week, in a month, in a year, like what is worth getting frustrated and holding on to and what's worth letting go. And it's so much easier said than done. Um, but it is something that you can always return to like the awareness of, Hey, this is aggravating and irritating me. And so often that means that there's a problem with us. Like that's not an issue that our partner boss or kid needs to fix. It's like, we need a few deep breaths, a sip of water and, um, We need to let it go, right? So one thing that I've talked about before on That's Pretty Woo's podcast, and anybody who knows me knows that I have a pretty good practice at letting physical things go. So I'm somebody who really took on the life-changing magic of tidying up that book and TV show on Netflix, those really spoke to me. And I very much feel a sense of peace and calm and pleasure even from curating my belongings and letting go of things that are not serving me and do not feel good. So I often will donate clothes or sell them on ThreadUp um, with home items. I mean, I talked about this in the last episode, I think maybe, but, um, I have this practice of gifting things that aren't really for me, but a friend would love. Um, and so some people call that re-gifting. I call it letting go with a purpose. Um, but really just thinking about what are the things that you interact with on a daily basis and are those things lifting you up and making you feel good or are they um, bothering you in some way or are they adding to the clutter so much of our life experience is tangible um, and we experience our life through the things in our life and so letting go of some of that is really it has been very enriching to me and I highly recommend that book. It became super popular a few years ago. And if you haven't actually gone through it, the book walks you through all the steps of letting physical things go. And Marie Kondo has like a very specific approach. She is ruthless, I think in the kindest way. Um, 
And I went through it many years ago. And the book kind of says that like once you do it, you never have to do it again. And I tend to disagree with that. Mine is sort of an ongoing practice. And you know, your life changes, your needs change. Anybody who has kids knows that kids like accumulate so much stuff. And mine are still little. They're two and four, almost four. And I mean, so they're not even like actually accumulating their own stuff. Like I am responsible for buying almost all of it or somebody else. And so it's just an interesting balance of having, having things in your home and then also letting go of stuff that isn't serving you. Another area to practice letting go is in relationships. And so much of our energy is tied up in the interpersonal relationships that we have. And so let's just start with like the basics, the everyday people that you interact with. But then also beyond that, um, if there are people in your life that aren't lifting you up, aren't making you feel good, you're really just taking the time to examine that. And one thing that has helped me over the years is this concept of matching enthusiasm with enthusiasm. So rather than chase my tail with somebody or chase somebody around, I really try to pour my heart and my effort and energy into the people who make me feel good. You know, everybody's got those friends who are just like so loving and supportive. It might even be somebody just on Instagram who you adore, like really spending time interacting with those people, supporting them, appreciating them. It has made me feel so good to focus on that. And then with the same concept we talked about last episode, where if you can only hold on to so much, like what are you going to hold on to? So when it comes to relationships, letting, letting things go doesn't have to be like super dramatic or drastic or cutting people out. It can simply be prioritizing the relationships that are lifting you up and making you feel good. And in social media, that can be muting or unfollowing or really curating who who you're connected to because when we open up our phones, we aren't really in charge of what happens. You know, when we go to scroll, whatever people are presenting is what we're going to be faced with. And depending on our mood and our bandwidth and what we have going on outside of the interactions with our phone, that can really alter your vibe and your state. It can distract you or take you off course. Let's say you're having like a great morning and you're just like, oh, I'm going to give myself 30 seconds to scroll Instagram. And then something really like sad or negative pops up in your feed that can totally shift you. I think that's like a basic example, more often I usually open my phone and go to scroll when I'm not feeling great, when I'm bored or I'm frustrated, (laughs) you know, I just like need five minutes to myself. And so I don't always find that like uplifting good feeling that I'm looking for, but the more I curate my feed, the more I follow people who lift me up, the more I unfollow or mute those who aren't giving me the best vibes, the better my experience is going to be. And even that process of like cleaning out your Instagram feed or Facebook or even the apps on your phone, all of that sort of feels like gardening or 
pruning or pulling weeds, you know, really tending to the spaces that you spend your time in. And again, that concept of matching enthusiasm with enthusiasm. If there's people who really just make you feel good, like let that be known. Tell that person, hey, I want more of this. Let's let's jump on a zoom. Let's have, you know, spend some time texting or emailing or write somebody a letter. Like just let the people who really do bring you up, let them know that that is how they make you feel. Um, because who doesn't love a little compliment, a little appreciation that can go so far. Finally, another way that I practice letting go is with my expectations. This is related to myself, obviously, but then also other people Um, in my life and then bigger things like the weather and the government. So when it comes to expectations, it isn't about lowering your standards. It's more about just letting go of whatever you're holding onto so tightly that might leave you disappointed. So when it comes to expectations of self, I see this a lot in my own creative journey. When you start out doing something, you're almost always terrible at it. Like we're not, we're beginners when we begin. And so we have these expectations so often of ourselves to reach a certain level right out the gate when we see somebody else's artwork or writing or photography or whatever. And so lower, not lowering, but letting go of our expectations of ourselves when it comes to the work that we produce or the things that we do can be so freeing. And it can also leave room for opportunity for surprise. And when it comes to our expectations of other people, again, I think that's a mirror to myself. When I have really um, misaligned expectations of somebody, that usually means that I'm not you know, lined up with myself. But if somebody isn't meeting your expectations, then I would look at how can you loosen your grip on that? How can you appreciate the person for who they are and what they do and not put some standard on them that they may or may not be able to reach? Um, It's not like you're not going to have boundaries or you're not going to have Um, expectations for somebody to treat you with kindness and um, respect, but then you would also be willing to just let them be who they are without an expectation that they're going to meet what you need. There are just some expectations that we have of like the greater world, the greater universe. Sometimes we have these like expectations of, like I said, the weather or the government that aren't always been, you know, they're not always reached. And so I like to look at, well, how can I just loosen my grip? Like not try to plan everything for everybody. Like it's okay if it rains, it's okay if it's windy, um, you know, it's okay if such and such happens. What I'm going to focus on is the stuff that I can control, the stuff that I, that make me feel good. And so loosening my grip on expectations outside of myself has been a very empowering and freeing practice. It's not something I'm perfect at y'all, but it's something that I think is a worthwhile journey. It's definitely something to examine and practice if it feels like that could help you find a little calm and ease in your everyday life. So I will say that the idea of letting go to me, it seems it's such a like easy phrase. Just let it go. But it can be hard work. It can be challenging. It's not that 
it isn't simple because it can be super simple, but I think it can also have a lot of emotion and just a lot of stuff tied up in that. So if you're in a practice, if you're in a journey of letting go and you're feeling like you need more support, look at the things that make you feel good. For me, journaling is a really helpful practice for letting go because I can put in words like what is going on in my head and then kind of like once it's out of me look at it a little closer and figure out okay well what's worth holding on to what's worth letting go how can i do that oh i'm not ready to let go of this thing yet okay fine and just kind of like thinking it through outside of myself in my journal is really helpful Um, two other things that really help are showering, you know, there's just such magic in water and, um, we aren't on our phones when we're in the shower. It's just a, a good way to like have the water pour over you and just really energetically think about what you're letting go as the water rushes over your head and falls down the drain. What are the things that you're letting go? It can be such a supportive practice. And then the other thing is sleep. I think that we process a lot when we're sleeping it is a physical repair of our body but i think it can also be such an emotional and energetic repair and so if you've been doing a lot of letting go especially with all that's going on right now in the world if you feel like you're like just hanging on by a thread and then you want to let that thread go like if you can figure out a way to get more sleep i mean that's a journey i'm on for sure (laughs) Like we are going to just keep talking about sleep until we're all sleeping a little bit more. I'd love to hear if this list inspires you to look at ways that you could practice letting go in your everyday life. Before I go today, there's a few things I want to share with you. Last week, I mentioned that my friend Christy and I were going to host a free Zoom call about four ways to use manifesting in your business. And Christy went ahead and turned that conversation into a podcast episode on the Ambitious Soul podcast. So I'll link to that in the show notes. Okay, friends, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you beyond words. I can't even describe how much I appreciate you. I hope that you leave a little room for magic this week and have a fun time letting things go. I'd love to hear all about your experience. Connect with me on Instagram and send me an email if you want. I'm Kayleen, K-A-I-L-E-E-N at celebratecultivate.com. Bye friends. Thank you so much for listening. Visit CelebrateCultivate.com for links and notes from today's conversation. Follow along on Instagram at CelebrateCultivate and connect with me at Kayleen Elise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.